Each season, Guys Telling Stories seeks out fascinating people with a good story to tell. I'm Rich Douglas, and this man beside me is my co-host, Bill Easton. We're a couple of guys who love a good story. And our quest today takes us back to our hometown, Buffalo, New York, to hopefully break a world record. This is Guys Telling Stories. Hello there, Rich. How we doing? Uh, Bill, we're doing okay. Good, 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 good. Doing all right. I'm excited. Our season's coming to an end. It is. This we is got, the last one. This is the last one. We've got next week, we'll do our season three finale, but our guests today, Mike and Amy Lezikowski, mm-hmm. have one heck of a story to share. I've known them well now. I know them well. Yeah, you're a part of the 11-day power play. Mm. You are on the team. I'm on the team. Yeah, I got some questions for you. Oh, yeah, do it. Okay, you're looking to break the world record for the world's longest hockey game. Correct. And raise $1 million for cancer research. That's exactly right. And that is the that is the main focus of this event. And on the intro, uh, there's a little tease, like break a world record, which is great, because that's obviously one of the goals of this event. But uh, the important part is to raise awareness and raise money for cancer research. And Roswell Park, uh, right here locally, will be the beneficiary of all the money that we raise. Okay, so Mike and Amy are going to tell us their story, but let mm-hmm. me ask you, as a player who's on the team, how long do you play each day? Like, what's a shift? A shift is about four and a half hours. There are uh, some 10-minute breaks for ice, but uh, there's it's only 10 minutes. And, and uh, how many shifts in a day? Two. Okay, so you're playing hockey for close to eight to nine hours a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you sleep? In the locker rooms. So this is going to be in downtown Buffalo at the yes. Harbor Center. You're sleeping in the locker rooms. You have, yeah. a, you have a nice bed. They're um, they're building us. Uh, some are bunk beds. Some are uh, just regular flat, you know, small little space, you know, where you can have a little mattress and almost like camp. What do you guys do for, for food? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a few restaurants that have stepped up to uh, provide us with some of the meals. Um, and we're responsible for anything that, that we need personally for our, own, uh, for our own bodies. Our protein bars, our, um, anything that we bring that, yeah. that is a normal part of our diet that isn't you know, a regular meal. Um, but they're providing, the 11-day power play is providing us with, with fruit and chocolate milk and, and any of that other stuff that we need to keep our energy up and, and moving. Okay, so what happens? You're on the ice, and uh, mm-hmm. you have to go to the bathroom, or somebody gets don't go to the bathroom. <laughs> okay, so somebody gets injured. What happens? Okay, well, if you're if you're injured, um, there's six there's six skaters and a goalie. So there's always one person on the bench to uh, to replace if you're tired or something happens. But you have to keep five guys on the ice, and even if someone's in the penalty box, that that counts. So um, if somebody really goes down and has to leave the event, they're out. You the team plays. A man short for the duration of the event, and we all have to, you know, basically pick up the slack for the, for the guy that's out. Hopefully, no, that doesn't happen to anybody. Well, eleven days of hockey and over a million dollars raised for cancer research. This is exciting. We are in downtown Buffalo here at Harbor Center, waiting for Mike and Amy to get out of a meeting. So, in the meantime, let's get to try at home. All right, our guys telling stories. Season three T-shirt design challenge is coming to a close next week. And we still need your help deciding a winner. That means I'm winning. (laughs) I'm not going to say the results just yet, but I'll recap of the challenge. Bill and I each designed our own custom t-shirt, and it's up to you, the listeners, to help us decide whose t-shirt is best. Bill, uh, quick recap. What does your t-shirt look like? Mine is a West Virginia University-inspired country roads, Mountain Mama t-shirt. 
Awesome. Yeah, it's in the blue or gold of your very own West Virginia Mountaineers state. Mm-hmm. And uh, got to say, folks, it's pretty popular, which means friends and family. This is Rich here talking. There's one week left. I know a lot of you said you loved my shirt. They said, oh, great design. Well, uh, sure could use a few people, hint, 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 at, uh, in my corner buying those shirts. So one week left. Here's the deal. These are custom-designed T-shirts, and you can get yours and help us decide the winner to the contest simply by going to guystellingstories.com and clicking on the Merch tab. There you can check out the shirts and buy the one you think is best. That's guystellingstories.com, and click on the Merch tab to check out the shirt and buy the one you think is best. Well, you're also, you know, we may as well do all this at once because you're already shopping. You're already buying Rich's or my t-shirt and you're on our website. So while you're there, click on Amazon, get the rest of your online shopping done, whether you have Prime or not. It's free for you. It doesn't cost you anything to go to guystellingstories.com, click on the Amazon link, and then do your shopping because we get a cut of everything that you buy. Amazon sends us the money. That's great. The price stays the same for you, but we indirectly get a little bit of money, and it sure does help with the podcast. Yeah, we appreciate your uh, support. Thank you. All right, let's get to our guests, Mike and Amy Lezakowski. You know, Bill, I was doing a little bit of research about their story, and you know, the past couple of years for their family, they sure have had some ups and some downs before they started to organize this event. Correct. My, uh, Mike, uh, Mike's mother um, has passed away from cancer uh, about a year ago, which is one of the reasons that this event is here today. And of course, Amy uh, is a breast cancer survivor and another reason, you know. Yeah, she, uh, she you know, successfully had treatment and uh, she, along with Mike, have this passion now to help raise the funds necessary for cancer research. And in doing so, they're going to try to break this world record. Mm-hmm. It's pretty incredible. Yeah. All right. It looks like Mike and Amy are, uh, are, are coming in the room. So, let's uh, do it. All right. Let's do it. Let's get to Mike and Amy. Mike and Amy, welcome to Guys Telling Stories. How's, how's it going? Going well. Thank you for having going us. Great. Thanks for having us. First off, where can people find more information about the event online? Uh, 11daypowerplay.com. Um, and it has... Um, about our story um it has a listing of all the players and events and there's a schedule on there where you can actually see the events throughout the 11 days and there's I'll, also yeah. a donate button um so we welcome anybody to to go ahead and, and donate it's a big button <laughs> and of course right uh, on the homepage: facebook twitter instagram we have all you know social media accounts and uh you'll just do a quick search and you'll find us youtube we've got a really cool little video on youtube as well so uh you can find us just just do a search awesome and people can still donate after the event Yes, through the event, um, even after. Mm-hmm. And Bill, you, you set a pretty lofty goal for fundraising, right? I did. I set a $20,000 goal, and I think, I think I got it recently, maybe? You know what? We've been so busy executing, <laughs> we haven't looked at the numbers of every guy, um, but I'm sure you're, you're there. We're close. Sounds good. Yeah. And, you know, Mike or Amy, if you're for either of you to jump in, can you just give us that quick overview of what's the event? You know, what's it raising money for, how it works? I know you're looking to break the world record for the world's longest hockey game. So the game itself is um, the game itself. Forgetting about the uh, the fundraising aspect is it's the world's longest hockey game. The current record is by a group called Brent Sake and Friends out of Edmonton, Alberta. A great group of guys that actually been helping us um, <clears throat> give us advice on our on our uh, on our event. And it's the current record is 250 hours, three minutes, and 20 seconds. Um, so that means that once that puck drops at 9 p.m. on Thursday, the 22nd, we have to play one continuous game, less 10-minute breaks every hour for the Zamboni, um, and uh, 20 versus 20. That's it. That's all we got. And then right about 7 a.m. on uh, July the 3rd, 
is when we get to that 251st hour. And we're not going to go much past it. You know, we, we recognize that there's other people out there that, you know, maybe even ourselves, that could raise a million dollars for a cancer hospital or, you know, some other good charity. So we want to break the record. We want to be respectful that others want to break in the future. Did you just say ourselves? Are we going to do this again? 12-day power play, baby. <laughs> I love it. There's a sequel in the works. We're a non-for-profit. Keep going. Yeah, as we speak. Well, you know, one of the reasons we wanted to sit down with you guys, the founders and creators of this event, is to take people on a look behind the scenes and hear the whole story uh, before the event started. So if you could kind of just paint a little bit of a picture for us, did you guys grow up here in Buffalo? Um, I I was actually born in uh, Rhode Island and at age five moved to Buffalo. My dad was an administrator at Buffalo State College and moved us to Orchard Park and quickly realized that that was Snow Belt mm-hmm. area and moved um, the whole family after one year into Kenmore, Tonawanda. Okay, what about you, Mike? Yeah, I was uh, born right here in Buffalo. I was East Side, uh, East Side Polish kid, and uh, we moved out to West Seneca. Um, grew, up, grew up in West Seneca, went to St. Francis High School, went to SUNY Fredonia, went to uh, UB for my master's degree. So I'm Buffalo born and bred, and I got a big contingency of, uh, of family here in Buffalo that uh, hope, hopefully we'll see during the game. Now, we always like to ask, you know, how you two met. Was it uh, love at first sight? Did you guys meet in college, high school? Tell us that story. <laughs> well, I have a funny story. <laughs> um, so we met at the launch club in Grand Island. Um, I was a waitress and Mike was a bar manager. And um, I was always shy as a kid in, in my early 20s but then once I started waiting on tables I just kind of came out of my shell but with the whole showing of wine bottles and, and the taste mm-hmm. and I would get really nervous and Mike would notice that and um, he would offer to actually take care of the whole thing. He didn't pick on you? <laughs> no. He would, Maybe a little. He would get the tray ready for me he would walk over he would introduce the table to the bottle of wine and take care of it and I was like who is this guy and he had shaven his head <laughs> okay, that summer. So I was like, ooh, like, I wonder if he's good looking after his hair grows in because right now he's, yeah. <laughs> after the hair grows in. The personality was totally there, um, but I was just a little shocked that, you know, he had shaved his head. So um, it, it was truly um, just his personality that, um, you know, I fell in love with pretty, pretty quickly. And um, we were married not too Soon after yeah, we that. did it for about a year, and then uh, we got married a little after that. And uh, soon after, we had our first child in 1997. Alyssa, was a, she's a, a basketball player at Geneseo. And then we had a daughter, Julia, who's a freshman at Narden. She's also a basketball player. She was formerly a hockey, hockey player, good little, good little player. And our son, Liam, who's 13, and he's uh, all hockey and lacrosse. Oh, all that's great. great kids. kids. He are plays good. with us. He, he, they bring him, and he plays with us. And he's, he schools us. He's good. <laughs> he's pretty good. Oh, yeah, he's fast. He's he's good stick handler. And taller he was there taller than most of us. The kids yeah. don't seem to get tired at all. So No, he does not get tired. Yeah. I didn't know about Geneseo. That's where I went. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I spent yeah. six years there. Got my master's, undergrad. So, I mean, I, I can just picture geographically every single street yeah. and, you know, where yeah. it looks. And yeah. campus just keeps getting more beautiful and beautiful. Yeah, it's a great place. We enjoy we, we enjoy going, especially with, uh, you know, the girls. She plays basketball. The girls have gone through a lot, if you know the backstory on that. But uh, it's a great group of kids, and she's she's really in a good spot. Yeah, definitely. So what was your side of that story? What, what was the deal with the wine bottles? Were you helping just to be a helpful guy? <laughs> well... She's easy to look at, first of all. Um, and, you know, we just you know when you when you're working in a scenario like that, you get to you get to know people pretty you know pretty closely, and then you go out afterwards and you have a beer and you start talking. And you know, it just we hit it off. We we had the same personality. We like to be social. Um, 
always, you know, always being social. And I think that that probably helps us in something like this. We get, I don't know if you saw any of the interactions, what we have going on here, but um, we stand up, we talk to all the guys, and afterwards, there's tons of questions that come. We've been feeling, Amy's been, you know, unbelievable through this whole process, as well as we should, we really need to mention our, our event coordinator, Sarah Schumacher. She's been great. But in terms of us, I think our personalities help in something like this. We're very social. We love, um, you know, being active and being social. Um, the the coordination part, the uh, the logistics part is something new to us. Um, we've taken it on wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Learned all you know, that. You just kind of throw it in there. But, um, yeah, no complaints. No complaints. It's, it's It's been great. Now, in my Geneseo days, I did special events and then concerts. And so for about six months out of the year, I would plan one big event, one big concert, and they'd pack that gym. And... You know, I think they made it easy for me looking back on it. Other people had kind of walked in those same footsteps. So there was a budget. I knew how much I could spend. You have somebody else sort of talk to the middle agent, and then they say yes or no. The tech guys have done it twice a year for the past 20 years. They're going to set up. So if I kind of picking up on what you're saying, did you guys have any event planning? What did you actually do, Rich? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. I showed up at the meetings. (laughs) I made I approved the T-shirts, you know, and I walked around the day of answering questions. Let's just say we're very jealous. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I know. I know. I mean, it doesn't sound like you had any experience in large event planning. Like not really. I mean, we've worked. a long time ago with like organizing parties and weddings and things like that but that's nothing it's that's that's a that's a drop in the bucket compared to this Mm -hmm. my background is um i'm a social worker by trade i work in patient education at roswell um and mike's an environmental engineer um, and part owner of a company so we literally had no idea how to really get going get moving and once our logo and brand was there and our website was being built we were like okay we we need an event coordinator so we were we were smart enough to hire sarah schumacher who's been wonderful yeah so the one event that you're doing picture that and then you know try to raise a million bucks on top of it try to round up 40 guys who are willing to put their lives on hold and then do about 20 events within that 11 day event so it's it's been a lot. Um, I'm not saying it's rewarding and I would do it again, but it's been a lot. Yeah, definitely. You found some good guys. I don't know how what the mm-hmm. process was, uh, but th- there is a... Everybody has a common goal and everyone sees that common goal. And for the most part, everybody is working towards it and gets along and, and knows when to be quiet when they need to be and knows when to speak up when they need to be. So you guys have done a nice job. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good mix. Our um, application process, you know, was hard for us because we had so many people apply and you know we decided that we needed to interview everyone and mm-hmm. feel comfortable and make sure that everyone was was in it for the right reasons and i'm so proud of the 40 guys um they're they're just amazing and they are they're just they're great guys i think bill can attest i mean we we went back and forth a few times you know and it was important to us to everybody that we we didn't just pick a person who was a good hockey player we didn't right. pick a good a person who was just could fundraise right we had to have a group of guys that would be able to uh, play hockey, take it seriously in term when you had to in terms of training and fundraising, and basically be in it for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Because taking advice from our friends in Alberta, um, who've been really instrumental, they they said to us, "Don't take a bunch of young guys to play hockey because they're they're not going to be. They probably don't have the same life of experiences with you, you know, with in terms of cancer and all that." And they may not take it as seriously. So try to take the guys that have the most passion and doing it for the right reasons so that when day three and four and six comes around and you're kind of, 
you know, feeling it, um, you can kind of dig down and, and uh, you know, maybe get, keep yourself going, right? Oh. So, so what you're saying is I'm not here for my hockey ability. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. You're a great, you're a great mix, though. <laughs> well, maybe you could take us back to that conversation. Maybe you guys were sitting out on a patio somewhere or you're out to dinner. What was that first conversation where you came up with this idea to, to go for this thing? Um, I can actually speak for that. I had done a Susan Komen walk the year after, not even a year, like 10 months after my treatment ended and had raised about $16,000 with just families and friends, family and friends. This is 09. And 09, yeah. And uh, Mike was like, you know, I, I just feel so passionate about hockey and, and research that I think putting those two elements together, we could really raise a lot of money um, in some way. And he Googled world's longest hockey game. And he's like, oh, somebody already did it. And at that time, it was 245, 46 hours. Um, And we talked about it here and there. And, you know, we were like, where would we have it? And at that time, there was really not a great venue in Buffalo Yeah, we thought thought about East Aurora. There's an outdoor rink and, Mm -hmm. you know, the rinks that are local. But nothing kind of like stuck out. So fast forward to, um, you know, four years ago, his, uh, um, his mother, Evelyn, uh, my mother-in-law, had been diagnosed with lung cancer and battled a good, hard three years. And um, sadly, um, when we knew it was her time um, last April, May, you know, Mike just started working on this in, in earnest. Yeah, we were actually sitting um, when it kind of got re- <clears throat> reinvigorated, if you will. We were sitting at Chickster's home establishment he's got a nice little bar down in his basement and we were talking about amy had done amy was about to do the empire state ride and that's a ride from new york city back to buffalo where they ra- they ride about 550 miles over the course of seven days or ride a bike which is a Not ride a bicycle yeah everybody asks um, right right <laughs> yeah every right. time and that was a that was a you know that was a three hundred thousand dollars so fundraiser that her and about 50 others had done it was a pretty big deal very very physically um trying event as well and she was thinking about fundraisers to raise some money there was like a minimum of 3500 bucks or something and we had done some stuff at at a, at a brewery and raised you know your, your typical auctions and all that and um that's when it came back and said you know what let's um let's think about doing this this game that we had thrown out there before because last time our kids were little and we were you know you got three and four year olds running around and trying to do this it would be literally impossible so now that our kids are a little bit older things are a little bit more stable in terms of you know where you're at in in life um that's when and with my mom um you know back in last may leading up to that uh, we just said you know what roswell this is our second go around with roswell amy is now an employee at roswell before that and uh we decided that we really wanted to we really wanted to do this in earnest and we uh, we originally set a five hundred thousand dollar goal. If you remember, we sat yeah. there and said, "Yeah, we're going to raise five hundred thousand dollars." We were going to have the guys have a goal of five thousand, um, yep. and then we once we started talking to people and how excited they got, we just in our gut knew that we needed to raise it. So yeah, when we we actually sat down, with, I remember sitting down with Roswell. We had the venue picked out, the time picked out, and we like we knew that it was going to have, or we you know we had the initial. Um, the initial setup, if you will, of the event just in our framed out in our head. And we went to Roswell and we met with them and we told them what we were going to do. And we told them $500,000 and they kind of snickered at each other and huh. looked and they're like, Hmm. So then shortly after that, as Amy said, every time we talked to somebody, whether it was 
you know, a potential player or if it was a, a community member or it was a business person, they would say, that's it. You, you know, you guys can blow that out of water. So not short, not long after that, um, I started talking to players and I'd say, we're going to raise it to 10 grand a player minimum. And then we're going to tra- raise a million dollars. So when we went back to Roswell, we told them a million bucks and they went, that seems awfully lofty. And we went to the Sabres and met with them and they'd say, that seems awfully lofty. And it is. But we're gonna we're gonna beat it. So when they snicker, they weren't snickering like, "Oh, that's not enough." They were snickering like, "This is a lofty goal." Originally, is, they know because the people that we're talking to knew know how hard it is to raise that much money. It's not people that didn't have experience; it's people that have raised and done fundraisers. So they understand mm-hmm. the logistics behind it and the effort behind it. And you know, maybe to a degree we didn't, but we were we were we were determined to do it. So you know, the fact that we weren't going to be stopped, I think, is you know, and, and getting the right group of people around us is really what, what got us to this point. And when we met with Roswell and told them that they were going to be the beneficiary of, of the money we were raising, they were like, well, when, what's the dates that you guys are going to be doing this? <laughs> and we said we secured 11 straight days at Harbor Center and it has to be in June and July. And they both, they all looked at each other and they're like, well, that's during the ride for Roswell. And we said, we know but we're still going to yeah, do we, it. Yeah, we, can, we couldn't we They couldn't, they couldn't help, it. you know, with, with the event as much as they wanted to, and they were worried that they wouldn't be able to. And we still have gotten great help from Roswell, um, and and we're ready to go yep. next week. Yep. Well, maybe, Bill, you're a player on the team. Can you speak a little bit about the fundraising mentality of a guy who was selected to... It's hard. It's it's. I'm not one to have gone around and asked people for money for things, uh, especially uh, donations like this. But I, I'm also one who, when when I'm asked, I've I've donated. So I did have a short list of people who I, I knew I could go to and hopefully get a response from. Uh, and the other part of it is, Mike and Amy and the rest of the guys have made it easy. It it has become a little bit of a challenge mm-hmm. to, you know, sometimes the players challenge each other to, to raise this money. Um, the training aspect of it, so it's not like you're just not writing a Facebook post asking for money because you're doing this. You're actually sacrificing your time, you're sacrificing your body and for this cause. So people see that and take note, and that's why I think we've been ra- able to raise so much money. It's not just because it's going to a good place it's because of the sacrifices that everybody has been putting in so it's 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 great it's a great thing yeah i looked it up today the average marathon you know men women combined it's run at uh, about four hours and 20 minutes so that's a shift that, that's, what I'm saying. that's what i'm saying that's one shift for you you're doing two shifts a day for for 11 days so you know typically i might be able to go to a family member and say hey can you sponsor me you know 10 bucks a mile for my marathon mm-hmm. and then they go well it's a lot of money but yeah if you run that marathon in those four and a half hours i will gladly sign that check yep um and they do but did you have to kind of get creative with how you were, you know, <laughs> yes. how you were going to... The number, when you throw out a number, this is what I can raise, and you look at it, you're like, all right, and you break it up. I had, I got on a little later than some of the other players. I think it was late November, and I was just like, all right, I got seven months. So you, you divide it out, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go here first. And then people donate, and you start watching, and it's like, 
two percent of your goal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. That's only two percent. <laughs> you got to get creative. So uh, yeah, and, and there's been there's been meat raffles. There's been um, I did a trivia event. There's been just happy hours. There's been raffles. People are online asking for donations per Home goal. Parties. Home parties. Golf tournament. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. So we've uh, we I think we've covered the uh, the, the you know the traditional. Um, the OCO concert for good. Oh yeah! I mean, oh, that sorry, was unbelievable. True pace, uh, amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We should do that Outer, every year. Outer Circle Orchestra concert was one of my favorite uh, fundraisers. I mean, he raised a ton of money, but we had a, we had so much fun. They're a great band, and we, we, a, had, we had a thousand people had, just rocking. We raised twenty three thousand dollars that night. That's wow. awesome. Yeah. Um, between the merchandise yeah. we sold, the yeah. raffles, and and the fifty fifties, and just the ticket to get in, and we didn't. I think it was twenty dollars a ticket yep. to get in. Yeah. yeah. So. It, a lot of people were there. That was well, awesome. Drew would be in that locker room, man. He would have this many tickets, and he would not leave unless people, everyone bought tickets. I, was like, I bought them last week, man. Like, <laughs> I still have four at home. I was like, we'll sell them. Buy more. Like, the, the funny thing about that night was seeing the faces on the players, Drew's teammates. I know OCO from the 90s and, and following them. I don't. Um, a lot of people, you know, aren't in different age groups really familiar with that band. Mm. And when just looking at the players' reactions, like that's our teammate. Yeah, Drew so they, out there? yeah. Plus, they I knew mean, Drew. He rocks. Was, they thought mm-hmm. he's just a phys- you know he's a physician assistant, which is cool in terms of his you know in terms of what he does for a living. And then they knew that he had something to do with music, but I don't think they really knew. So when he got up there and he starts rocking and he was legit, everyone was like, "Whoa!" And this he's is cool. a he's a professor at. Um, at Duville as well. Yeah. So his students were there. They were right in the front row. There was like a mosh pit going on. <laughs> it like it was, it was great. really awesome. But where was he when Jeff got thrown out? That's all I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Only two so. of our players got thrown out that night. <laughs> so we did all right. Well, guys, we always like to ask about a no turning back moment where you finally make that decision and you're committed. There's no turning back in your hearts, but you know once you sign this waiver or you, right. you know, or was there what was that no turning back moment for you? So we, uh, at, you know, we, it, this whole thing started out by just having the idea and then talking to a bunch of people, just kind of, you know, getting feedback. And then, you know, we have a bunch of guys that we skate with all the time. And I started throwing that out and they're like, yep, yep, yep. They didn't really know what, <laughs> what they're getting themselves into. Right. But they said, yeah, it's a great idea. Good idea. And then, and then I came to, to uh, Nick Fatty at Harbor Center and Nick Fatty, um, runs the Harbor Center and he's one of our players. And I told him that I wanted to, uh, to do this and he went back and said let me get back to you he came back and said here's the dates this is it because it's it's in the summer it's not prime time in terms of you hockey and all that so that was the that was the date and then we went and talked to the sabers and we had told them about the idea and then after that we went and talked to roswell i can't remember what the order was and we had the folks at roswell so they were they accepted it they obviously told them what our plans were um we had a lot of ideas that were thrown out they were talking a mile a minute like i am right now um <laughs> but then i think I, I just looked at my notes the other day i've got this little folder that i keep when we when we have uh, meetings and it was i want to say it was april end of april of no excuse me it was the end of may because my mom had just passed my mom passed on five five so it was the end of of may and we had our first committee. I had put together a committee, included myself, Amy, um, Mike Pekka, John Condren. I think Fink was part of it. We had our attorney. Um, Mac Hartman. Mac Hartman. I'm, I'll, I'll miss somebody. But anyway, that was our first like official committee meeting. We sat out. We stood out in the Harbor Center. And I started throwing ideas around. And this guy was in charge of that. And this girl was in charge of that. 
And we walked out of there and we're like, we all kind of looked at each other and we're like, holy crap, we're really going to do this, huh? <laughs> um, and that, that was the time <laughs> That's where the no turning that back was moment. the turning back for me because we had all the major things logistically speaking in place and everybody totally on board with it. So I, I wasn't convinced then. I was more convinced when we met with Crawley Webb and they um, re- revealed the names, the ideas for the for the to name the event. That was a cool. Brand it. Yeah, that, that was a cool aspect. And then the logo. And then it was like when when we decided on that, I was like, "Wow, this is really happening." It does feel real when you go, guys. We have T-shirts. We got yeah. T-shirts. There you go. There's no turning back. Yeah, now. It's, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you guys have been down that path. Yeah. The physicalness of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The T-shirts, the logo, um, all of that. The website. Yeah. Was there a challenge or obstacle or even a failure that you had to overcome to get this done, uh, let's say, sometime after that initial meeting? I think kind of organizing the non-for-profit stuff was was a little frustrating. Um, The paperwork involved in not being really told for a few months that you're now a non-for-profit. That Mm -hmm. process takes a while. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's. Uh, it was a little bit of a little bit of a hiccup because we started the process maybe too, a little bit too late. But we're a you know we're a five hundred one c three nonprofit organization officially, and um, we got a little bit of a of a of a lag there. So when we started taking money in, we have to we had to tell people, listen, we have you know we've applied for this, we've been told that it's coming, um, but we're officially not a non for profit. So they can we can take the money in, and then once it once we got the once we got the status. They're going to get you know acknowledgement letters that it's a charitable donation and all that. But I think from a, from a from an organizational standpoint, we're a little bit behind the ball on that one. So that was, but we had never done this, um, and uh, it was felt really great when we got that letter and said, oh, "You we, guys we are not for profit." Yeah, I bet. You know what? And then <laughs> bank account was set up and all the names, and we were incorporated. And, you know, so that was the one thing that um, maybe if if uh, if I had to give advice to someone that's setting up an, uh, an event to make sure that they get out ahead of that one. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense because you can get the players and get the support and get the T-shirts, but you want to then get the money rolling in too. To re- right, and it, it's like, oh, we, we got to get over that hurdle first. Right, so. right, right. And then we were finally able to, you know, we had our launch party October, right, mm-hmm. October of uh, sixteen, and at that point, the very day we had that launch party was a Friday night. We uh, our website got uh, got put up, got launched, and that was um, clever method, unreal. They did, they've done such a good job they on our website. They actually won a, a national platinum award for the website. Yeah, it's a pretty cool website. Awesome. So, so go check it out. Uh, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned your children earlier. How have they helped support you guys along the way? Because family's everything, and but mom and dad are busy. You got your real lives. Yeah. You got, you got the power keep, play. We keep promising them that things are going <laughs> to quiet down soon. <laughs> they've um, been great. They've, they miss us. I mean, we're, we're generally with them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year's been difficult to be together as a family as much as we're we're used to so um they've been patient i mean they're so helpful um and they're excited i mean i think even for them they were is this really happening for like at least four months it just didn't sink into them and then once they started seeing people in the community with the t-shirts on they're like mom look that person's wearing one of the 11 day t-shirts yes. yeah i think it's they think it's cool and um, they hear us on the radio and stuff so that probably helps us we were at I, I, art park the other night at a concert tears for fears and uh <laughs> some some guy was wearing an 11 day hat and i had mine on and i was like hey give him a thumbs up and he I just smiled it. and that's been pretty cool seeing yeah. people around town that you don't know wearing your gear 
I yeah. was at the mall the other day and I see a guy walking by, I had no idea who it was. And I just gave him the 11 day, <laughs> gave him the <laughs> thumbs up. Mm-hmm. So that's been pretty cool. But, they, but back to the kids, they've been, man, they've been, they've been very cool. I've gotten, I don't remember any eye rolls just yet. You know, like sometimes when kids are teenagers and uh, they're not getting what they want or th- what they think they should be getting or whatever, they've, you know, you, they pout and stuff. Our kids, they haven't done that. They've been very helpful, <laughs> whether it be folding shirts or, know helping out with the with one of the fundraisers kids are very active so they're just everywhere all the time so that's Uh been a struggle we've relied on friends and family to get them to and from places yeah um i'm literally leaving here to go to canandaigua to my son's lacrosse tournament which he caught a ride from a friend this morning so you know that's the type of stuff that we do thank you darcy yeah (laughs) yeah, seriously you know and kids if you're listening to this you already know your parents are amazing but um (laughs) they're doing we don't have any kids that listen to us we're boring (laughs) (laughs) we're old and boring (laughs) mom and dad are doing something amazing though too so i think as you get older maybe they kind of think back they're like man my parents did something really cool hope so you know 10 years ago and uh you know maybe they maybe they're the ones that do the 13-day power play or something you know in the future on the legacy so what do you think bill 13 days oh my god before we look ahead anything else any highlights or anything else we should touch no, on? no i've enjoyed my experience I, I i know i've told you guys both that before but just meeting just meeting this group of guys and, and bonding with them over the last six months has been has been pretty amazing yeah definitely and one of the things that i think um we need to not lose sight of we've done a lot of these interviews and they're they've been great and i'm very we're very appreciative and grateful but the reason we're doing this is to raise at least a million dollars to give to Roswell for cancer research. That's what we're doing. They're going to take that money, use it as seed money for larger grants. We met the doctors. We met the clinicians. We've seen the studies they're doing. We, we, we're giving this money for a very specific reason. We're doing this event for a very specific reason. I never want that to get lost as we do these and events. And it's, it's, you know, our message is all cancers matter. And, you know, the, the research that we're focusing in on is immunotherapy and biotherapy and vaccines. And, um, and we know that that's important. Yep. What's currently exciting you guys about the prospect of maybe keeping this thing going past the 11 days? Any uh, plans in the future? Any other, mm-hmm. hey, we would do this? What do you think? Well, somebody would have to beat our record before we could come back. <laughs> I see. What? Yeah. But, you know, we are in the early hours of the 11th day. What is it? Um, 11.6. Um, Ten, well, 10.6 is the number of days you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. So technically, we could still be the 11 yeah, day can, power play. We could still be the 11 day power play. If somebody beats us by an hour, we could, or, you know, if that's a couple years from now. Um, I have some ideas that I haven't dared to share with Amy just yet about future events. So I'm going to keep <laughs> yeah. those to myself for now because we're very we're, uh, we're honed on in on, on starting. Um, while you're listening to this, we're in the middle of it. We're in the we, middle. We've been very honed in on the event. So uh, I, I do have some ideas about perpetuating this to uh, to another similar type thing. You know, before we talked, uh, before we started recording, we talked off mic, and you guys said, you know, we're just ordinary people. You know, mom, dad, you guys got full time jobs outside of this event. You know, so. We always like to ask for a little bit of advice. Anything you'd give, any advice you give to somebody who's kind of just starting out on their own path to do something heroic and extraordinary like you? I think it's important to be passionate about something. I mean, if, it, if the cause that you're passionate about isn't cancer and it's something else, do something. You know, don't be afraid to kind of get the, the mind going and, um, and, and look into doing something to give back. Because I'll tell you, the, the feeling that we get is we can't even explain it. It's, it's incredible. Um, so it's, it's well worth the doing and, um, 
Yeah, it's like in business. Um, I tell people, it's if, if you're passionate about something, it really doesn't feel like work. Um, it's just what you do. Uh, that's how it's become. It's, it's just what we do. Um, I've got no regrets whatsoever. None. Zero. I think there's been some people in our community, like our neighbors and friends that and family that are like, oh my gosh, like really? You guys are doing this? Like, mm-hmm. And... You know, it, it's just never been a doubt, and we just keep going. And we're we're tired physically, but like mentally and in the heart, it's he's not it's tired. Still I there. skate against him all the time. He is never tired. <laughs> oh, believe me, I see him crash at eight o'clock sometimes with his mouth wide open. Last night. <laughs> well, that, I think that's a great response, and it can apply to whatever people want right. to go after. Absolutely. You know? Once again. Mike and Amy, thanks for being here. Can you please plug social media, website, anywhere where people can go and find you? 11daypowerplay.com. Facebook. Facebook. Twitter. 11day powerplay. Twitter. 11day powerplay. It is a good Instagram, name. Instagram. 11day powerplay. It's the number. And then YouTube. 11day powerplay. So any, any of those, just do search for 11day powerplay. You come up on any of those um, of those uh, social media. And rumor has it um, that we will have a live Facebook ability from our website Ooh. or I'm sorry from our uh, Facebook. Facebook page yeah so we're finalizing a few things but people will be able to watch live um, so if you're watching right now um, hopefully that means if wave you, if, yeah wave. <laughs> if you uh, yeah the Harbor Center just showed us their new they've got a brand new system in-house system you hit record and just goes so hopefully that if you uh, if you type in 11 Day Power Play Facebook. You can just watch us play. And once again, we appreciate you coming by. And Mike and Amy, thanks for sharing your stories. Yeah, thanks thank for you very us, much. Guys. Much Bill, appreciated. Thanks for all your hard work. Oh, thanks, thanks Bill. Thank you guys for putting this together. It's a great thing. That's awesome. They uh, they had to take off, but Bill, uh, I give you a lot of credit. I give you a lot of credit. Thank you, man. And, I appreciate uh, this it. This is really awesome that you're playing. And Mike and Amy's story uh, is one I'm so glad we got an opportunity to share. Yeah, they've they they're you know it's really you can you can tell in their voice it's something that they truly believe in and, and they should be proud of what they've they've done and accomplished so far. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. All right, quick reminder that we do still need your help to help us decide the winner of the season three Guys Telling Stories T-shirt design challenge. It's simple. You go to guystellingstories.com, click on the merch tab, and check out the shirts. If you like one of them more than the other, please buy it, and that'll help us decide who the winner is. I sure could use a little bit of help, <laughs> and all you got to do to check out those shirts is to go to guystownstories.com and click on the merch tab. Also, when you're on there, if you want to do some more online shopping on Amazon, there is a link right to Amazon on our website. Click it, because we get a cut of all of your purchases, and it's free for you. It doesn't cost you anything except maybe two seconds of time. Much appreciated, yeah. You know, Bill, I know we really didn't get too much into, you know, Amy's cancer survivor story, but mm-hmm. I was thinking, you know, uh, that's a story for another time. Their hearts and their minds right now are, are deep into this event, and it is uh, literally days away from starting and uh, going on as this is going to be released. So uh, it's something we can always revisit, um, but their concern right now is is uh, to finish, finish what they started with this event. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. You know, raising the money and breaking the world record. It's uh, super exciting. It is. I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it and happy I met these two. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't already, check out the website, 11daypowerplay.com. They'll have some of the live footage and you can kind of see some of the players. And if you're so inclined to, donate and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, help join the cause. That's true. 11daypowerplay.com. You can see the full schedule of events. If you are local here in the Buffalo area, you can come down June 22nd to July 3rd. 
and check it out live for yourself. It is free to enter. Oh, awesome. I'm glad we got to do a local interview here, Bill, at the end of uh, at the end of this season. But we will be back next week for our season three wrap up, our season three finale. And I'm pretty excited to uh, share some behind the scenes stories. So me too. If you haven't already, please click subscribe uh, to the podcast on whatever listening device you use. And as always, I'm Rich Douglas. I'm Bill Easton. Until next time.